So last Sunday, we began the story of Naomi and Elimelech. And as you might recall, their story began in Bethlehem of Judah, where they were enjoying their normal Jewish life with their two sons, Malon and Chilion. And suddenly there was a great famine in Judah. And so they pack up and move to the land of Moab, where Elimelech dies unexpectedly, leaving the family without a provider. But the two sons marry Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth, and life continues until their tenth year in Moab, when the two sons also die leaving Naomi and her two daughters-in-law once again without a provider. So Naomi decides to return to Judah when she learns that the famine is over. And as they begin their journey, Naomi tells Orpah and Ruth that they might be better off if they return to their mother's houses. So Orpah returns to Moab and her gods, while Ruth chooses to stay with Naomi and return with her to Bethlehem, telling her, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. So this morning we pick up the story as Naomi and Ruth arrive in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now it so happens that Elimelech's kinsman, Boaz, is a man of great wealth who owns much property in Bethlehem, including acres of barley fields. And it was in the practice of the day that the landowners would have their harvesters leave some of the field unharvested so that the poor could come along and harvest some of the grain for themselves. This practice was called gleaning. And Ruth tells Naomi that she will go to glean in the fields to get food. And she happens to come to one of Boaz's fields. Now, God didn't make Ruth young and beautiful for nothing. Because as she is there gleaning, Boaz notices her and tells her, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. I guess he wants to keep her close by. Keep your eyes on the field that is being reaped, And follow behind them. I have ordered the young men not to bother you. If you get thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. Then she fell prostrate with her face to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your sight that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told me, 
and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. May the Lord reward you for your deeds and may you have a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, May I continue to find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, even though I am not one of your servants. See, Ruth's choice to stay with Naomi is paying off huge dividends. And she goes home after a busy day of gleaning, and she tells Naomi of her amazing day and what Boaz had said. Naomi, being an expert Jewish mother, recognizes the opportunity and tells Ruth, My daughter, I need to seek some security for you so that it may be well with you. Now here is our kinsman Boaz, with whose young women you have been working. See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now wash and anoint yourself and put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. She said to her, All that you tell me, I will do. That's an interesting story. By doing as Naomi tells her, Ruth is, for all intents and purposes, proposing to Boaz. This is a bold move. But Ruth wants redemption for herself and for Naomi, and she sees in Boaz her one shot at redemption. (coughs) Now Boaz responds, seeking to redeem Ruth, but there's an issue. The issue is, he's not the next kinsman in line. There's one who is closer. So he's not able to take over Elimelech's property or to marry Ruth unless the next in line declines. So Boaz meets with the town leadership to work out the legal transaction of Elimelech's property. And the closer relative is brought into the proceedings. And at first, the closer relative decides to buy the property. But when he finds out it comes with a new wife, He declines, probably because a possible child with Ruth might interfere with his passing his property to his existing children. Not to mention how his current wife would take to the idea of a new young pretty wife in the house. I don't recommend this practice at all, husbands. So as was the practice of settling transactions like this, the closer relative takes off his sandal. And he gives it to Boaz, who puts it on his own foot, so that he is literally standing in the shoes, standing in the place of the closer relative. And by so doing, Boaz becomes the redeemer. And it says in chapter 4 of Ruth, beginning at verse 13, So Boaz took Ruth, And she became his wife. 
When they came together, the Lord made her conceive, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without next of kin. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and began and became his nurse. The women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi, and they named him Obed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now that's a great story, a great story with a happy ending. But what's the point? Here's the point. Naomi is representative of the people of Israel. See, Naomi left the promised land at a time when the Jewish people had turned away from God. You see, the famine in Judah was not just material, but spiritual as well. Naomi lost her faith and her trust in God, as did the entire Jewish nation. But God had a plan for redemption, as he always does. Ruth represents the Gentiles, lost to their pagan gods with no hope for redemption but the one true God. Ruth makes a decision to leave the world she knew and seek new life with the people of God. And Ruth finds mercy and grace in Boaz, who redeems her by standing in the shoes of another to fulfill the law. And because of Ruth's willingness to be accepted into Boaz's house, she is redeemed. And her mother-in-law, Naomi, a Jewish woman who left the community of God and in the process lost everything, is now restored. See, Boaz is of a type representative of Christ himself who stood in the shoes of all humankind Jew and Gentile and Ruth is grafted into the family tree of God through Boaz as the Gentiles are grafted into the family tree of God by Jesus Christ Ruth is the church the bride the redeemed. Naomi is the people Israel who left the kingdom by rejecting God. But Naomi is redeemed by Boaz and his marriage to Ruth just as the people Israel will be redeemed by the Messiah Jesus through the kingdom work of the bride, the church. That's a big responsibility, church. We have a whole nation to redeem. We better get busy. 
So let's look one last time at the story of Ruth. You remember that Boaz and Ruth had a son. A son who Naomi claimed as her grandson and his name was Obed. Well, if we look at Boaz's family tree, we see something remarkable, beginning with the father of the many nations, including Israel, Abraham. See, Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas, and Judas begat Perez, and Perez begat Hezron, and Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Amminadab. Aminadab begat Nashon, Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz. And as we just read, Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, who begat David. And from David's lineage came Jesus, the Messiah born in Bethlehem to Mary and Joseph by the power of the Holy Spirit, Joseph of the house of David. See, Ruth's redemption is not just a nice story. Ruth's redemption is our redemption. Ruth's redemption is Israel's redemption. Ruth's redemption is the redemption of the whole world. And from Ruth's redemption just 1,200 years, give or take, later comes a day when an angel of the Lord will appear to shepherds in the fields keeping watch over their sheep by night and that angel will say, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And as the prophet Isaiah foretold, the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.